Hello, this is Quasimoto. Uh, I, I'm deaf, but I can still listen to the map report. It sings to me. I'm so hideous. Don't look at me. Just listen to the map report. <laughs> I love it so much. Map. Left my home back in Omaha See if I could make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for You get to see Greg do this Alright then, welcome <laughs> Yeah, our number 116 That's very exciting August 24th, 2009 What's going on everybody out there? This is uh, Mep Report And you will notice that there are two unusual things about this Number one, this is on video and uh, we want You won't notice that if you're listening Well, that's true uh, If you're watching on video, you'll notice that through the bonus content You'll also notice that all four of us are here on camera Let me introduce everybody, of course, to Clea on the left Say, say hello, Clea Hello, Clea. <laughs> uh, Story is here. Story is returned into the fold. Story? Yes, I, I am. I, I live in... Uh, hang on. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> what happened? I live in He's an coaster. <laughs> it's true. He just put the microphone by his shirt. He's like, I live in... He's <laughs> like, I live next to a zipper. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then uh, exactly. my name's Greg. Everybody knows me, and everybody knows Russ yeah. over here. I'm the Russ spoons, Russ Goobmanch. And uh, on the camera, we want to thank uh, very much uh, Cindy. Yeah. We'll try to get her on camera as well. Uh, Cindy is Russ's Ooh. girlfriend. Is out visiting with him, and has uh, thankfully agreed to tape all of us doing this from our couch. Um, because our we biggest run... fan, perhaps. Uh, yes, it's quite possible. We've heard, yeah. She may be the only one watching this video thing that she took herself, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> well, certainly um, right now. Uh, what one would think. So, so, so yeah. stories. So stories. Is now on the East Coast, which I definitely never foresaw. Yes, the one the one person in our first. lives who I thought would never return to the East Coast, and it was funny. We we just got back from a trip to Indianapolis. We drove, of course. Of course. Why would you fly? And uh, on the way back, we listened to some MEP reports, and one of the ones we listened to is where. Russ, Greg was like, all right, Russ has something to announce. Russ, Russ is, is coming back, back to the to East Coast. <laughs> and Russ is like, yes, I have made the emotional commitment yeah. to come back to the East Coast. Fortunately, this yeah, whatever happened is, to that? it's fiction, so. Well, we know, we <laughs> know, what, we know what to think of Russ's emotional commitments. Oh. 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 And suddenly the camera and goes off. And the Then you hear, doof, doof, doof. Um, yeah, so anyway, so How we're all we're all out here, so that was a while ago it was like map report 87 88 uh, something like that four or five years ago yeah, yeah. it's in a different place but this is story you found out this so is yeah this, how many how long has it been so since we've all this been is the actually same? the first time that the four of us or even the three of us or any three of well not any three of us okay no, it's the not three the first of time us, three of us restart. the original founding member uh meppers and the four of us the entire cast since i'm sort of back at this point um have been in the same place since uh july 30th 
2002. Over seven years ago. Before the MEP report the actually time. existed. That's yes, right. At the, at the, the day of the dis- <laughs> The dawn <dissolution>. of time. <laughs> <laughs> the day of the dissolution of the MEP house, That's where right. MEP oh, got its start. This is 3BTMR. Yes, uh, yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. I don't think we want to remember that day. That day was a that was a that hard was a day. It was a hard day. It was a terrible. That day. It was a really bad day. Yeah, Greg, would you care to do a reenactment of yourself on that day? <laughs> I would think you do that here for us. I think I was. Do just, you have any expendable CDs? Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> video oh, that's right. Uh, I lost my entire. I think I lost cabinet, my entire Diablo game. Diablo two was broken. I shattered like all the CDs that we had. It was really bad. Yeah, we sold uh, Brad's barbecue. Right. Remember? That's right. We had a, he had left his barbecue behind, and so these these random That's guys good. were driving around picking up garbage, and we're like, "Hey, you can you know if you want to buy this, we'll." And they said, Actually, sure. I don't think we we sold. Did we even sell it? I think we just gave it I think to we them. Just gave it to them. <laughs> so we're going to charge them like five bucks. This is barbecue that was like this junky barbecue. Like, no, honey, it was not junky. Really? I think it, I think it had been new when you guys moved in. So it was junky. By the time we left, many things which were new. Our ceiling was like blown up from molasses. Was it, was it on the a ceiling. George Foreman barbecue? No, no, it was, no. It was not a George Foreman grill. No, um, it was. Uh, it was like one. Yeah, it was Brad's barbecue thing, and it just wasn't in good shape. It was in good shape. Really? Yeah. It was. It was. It still seemed practically new. It's just we didn't want to have to move it because that, the whole issue with that day that yeah. we had so much yeah. stuff, yeah. stuff that we didn't even realize. So we were just anything that we could get rid of. Oh, I remember. I was there. It's true. Yeah. Curse words. Lots of curse words were disposed of on that day. Well, because Story and I equally Kicking. hate. I think Story and I can agree that yeah. above all things, we hate moving. It's hate, true. Hate moving. In fact, we just we just moved in. Emily and I just moved into a 430 square foot apartment that we have dubbed Tiny House, and it's uh, it's basically made out of cardboard and you know not actually cardboard like on the street, but might as well be. Did you say you would prefer cardboard? You actually thought it would be better. Yeah, cardboard would be, be competitive. I mean, I could probably construct a 500 square foot thing out of cardboard, <laughs> but you know, Emily was thinking of trying to move into a larger place because in the same sort of complex there are larger places, and I told her this. I think sums up my viewpoint on moving that the only thing worse than living in that apartment for two years would be moving to another apartment first. So, yes. Even though you haven't unpacked it? I mean, have you really unpacked it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had unpacked enough. And plus, all our stuff was broken. Our moving van overturned. And, uh, you know, someone was trying to avoid killing someone else. And so... Instead, they sacrificed our stuff. I don't know what that decision I have was this, I have this sense of it like the gods of Berkeley were like, and the moving van was cast over in fire and water, and lo, the house was burned upon the ashes. Like, there was some bad karma See, you leaving I, Berkeley. I actually like. tried to convince you guys that I never wanted to come back to the East Coast because I hated it. I actually really liked the East Coast, but I got a prophecy <laughs> like, shortly before leaving the East Coast that if I ever returned, <laughs> there would be seven plagues upon my family. It's like that dude and in Kroll. Have happened, it's so. like that dude in Kroll who foresees his own end, mm-hmm. right? You remember the one I'm talking about? Never seen Crawl. You have never seen Crawl? <laughs> Crawl the Destroyer? Oh my god, have you seen Not Krull? familiar. Is this a type of small shrimp? How could you people... Okay, no, that's Russ, a Russ is like... That's a prawn. You've no, seen Krull. Russ, you've Krull. seen every bad movie in the history of the world. How could you have missed Crawl? Crawl's the movie where it's like, it had the creature, they had the thing called the glaive, that unbelievable like Chinese star, Chinese throwing star that was like magical. No, a glaive is like a spear. No, but this thing was called the, the glaive. This like, is wrong. The, the glaive. And there was like the widow of the web. Don't you remember any of this? I've never seen this oh before. Oh, my God. Clea remembers this. Oh, that was scary. Yeah, well, so there was this like, there was this prophecy that this cyclops had been given sight 
liked for giving up one of his eyes, but the guy who gave it to them uh, Wait, screwed whoa, whoa, around whoa. with them, and he was he basically was like... given sight for giving No, he was given foresight. Eyes? So his prophet, the, oh, they, right. they, they gave up one of their eyes. <laughs> they were given foresight, but the guy who gave it to them screwed around with them and made it so that... Give the only me thing, one of your useless eyes, <laughs> and I shall so give you sight. I will trade you depth perception for one of your eyes. No, wait, don't I need both? No, no, you don't. For don't ask questions, just take the deal. Take peripheral the deal. vision for one of your eyes. But don't uh, I? No. Just take the deal. Um, yeah, there's a no, really the, scary part where he goes and... Is it that the spider woman gives him more time? Yeah, or he gives right, and then she she smashes this um, hourglass that she has. Every time she flips the hourglass, it keeps the spider frozen. But by smashing it, she removes her protection, and the spider comes and basically eats her. So, yeah. but the thing about the this guy is that he's so he they have this power of foresight. But the only thing they can prophesy is when their own death is going to happen. So they know when and where their death's going to happen. And if they go against it, if they leave the place of their death, then the death they experience is like awful and horrendous. So basically. Basically, this guy ends up sacrificing himself. Like he goes to help them, and because he goes to help them, like he gets crushed in this awful, horrible way. So that's kind of what this reminds me of. If you were a cyclops, and and if um, if if this were crawl, but otherwise, it's exactly <laughs> that that one. That movie is one of those things where you know how you see a movie a few times, but the only part of the movie you see is this one part. And in my instance, it's the one part that like is the most freaky, and now I have it like traumatized, burned into my no, brain. See, as a young boy, all that I saw was the fact that this dude had this Chinese star that came back to him. Like he could throw it and then be like, right, so and it you, came back to him. Well, this, is, like, the, this <laughs> is the story of our lives. Gregs remembers the cool, positive thing. Clea remembers the traumatic, negative no, thing. No, this, this is what happens when a seven-year-old boy sees any kind of weapon that he gets to keep. That's that's what this <laughs> is. That's all this is. You, you're like, oh my god, the spider. I'm like, did you see that cool star that destroys everything and then you get it back? And That was the sad part of the movie is that he doesn't get it back at the end because he has to use it because it's this whole metaphor about sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, that's pretty much exactly choice, yeah. what my road trip out here was like. <laughs> Just like <laughs> it was like this Krill. metaphor about sacrifice and krill. Well, so the so it's krill, it's krill, not krill. <laughs> no, no, no. We became whales. Kelp. It it's kelp. Great. It was really good. If, if you give up one of your moving trucks, you will see the fate of your coffee table. <laughs> so, well, but you told me you were telling me today's story that like yes. every everything survived, but the thing that shouldn't have survived. The, well, if, yeah, no. Things in general did very well for an overturned moving truck, but it was very unpredictable what was going to make it. So our dishes were inexplicably fine. Music boxes from the 1880s inexplicably fine. Our coffee table, which was you know made out of steel, practically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might as well have been. You know, it was built like a Mack truck, and uh, it was kindling. It was. I didn't take delivery. I was like, this is no good to me. There's no fireplace in my 430-square-foot apartment. You know, I wonder about it. Did they bring this it. up to you piece by piece, and then when all the pieces were lying in front of you, you were like, I do not take delivery. Yes, and, <laughs> and then, then they ran me through with one of the pieces of kindling. <laughs> said, I will destroy like, you. <laughs> I am avenged. Then they ran the wood along your arm. They're like, splinter, splinter, splinter. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's pretty much what it was like. So your insurance claim. So what are you putting in as a claim on the coffee table? Um, $500? Yeah, it's something steel. in that neighborhood. Whatever it was. It was actually made out of wood, surprisingly. Um, but <laughs> very thick wood. Very strong, thick wood. Metallic wood. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're still we're still deducing it. It'll be in thousands, somewhere 1,500-ish, because there was a lot of a lot of what was wrecked was furniture, which is expensive and cost a lot to ship in the first place. So we're claiming the weight of the items for shipping and the value of the items. And the emotional impact. we would impact. not have right. shipped kindling 
we would not have paid them in the first place. <laughs> can you please, prove you weren't shipping like, firewood yeah, across exactly. the Can you please do please, that? Please, could you do that? Could we pay you a dollar a pound to ship this this big pile of kindling? But so it see. seems like the things that had more sentimental value, though, survived, yeah. which is so, like you guys have a little angel or something that was protecting your stuff. That's right. The angel of the East Coast. Or the angel of death, I think, as the prophecy <laughs> foretold. No, it's coming. It's going to be worse. Oh, right. It's going to be worse. Yeah. It's no, like a combination of crawl and final destination. Yeah. No, it actually did work out very well. All of the sentimental stuff. There still seem to be a couple of boxes that might be missing because we're lining up our inventory. So those could have sentimental things. But yeah, for the most part, we're very fortunate. That's good. For, you know, when you hear your truck has been in a rollover accident in Los Angeles, you start uh, assuming you don't have any stuff. Which, you know, I sort of turned into this whole possible good thing of becoming an ascetic and uh, not, you know, having material goods. Which, in my apartment, would have been a better move. But, sadly, (laughs) sadly, we have stuff. Maybe that's the curse, (laughs) is having both the apartment and the stuff. One or the other would be fine. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of like what Andy had happened to him. Like, I think he had all of his stuff in storage in his mom's basement or something, and there was some flood. Oh, really? So all of it was destroyed, and he felt it was like, it was this great oh, opportunity. Like as a kid, yeah. Yeah, it was this yeah. great opportunity to purge yeah. everything. And, and I, could, I could see that, because there's a lot of things that, you know, you feel, okay, like, I never really use these. I don't really need it. But then when you come to actually wanting to get rid of it, you're like, well, but, you know, it's still good. Or, oh, well, but it kind of reminds me of this. and yep. But it yeah. really is just taking up your life space, especially when your life space is only 475 square, square feet, <laughs> which is a small 30, life space. 430. 430, sorry. Come on. Sorry. Don't, don't, don't get crazy Russ, how big there. is your apartment out in Beverly Hills? It's bigger than 470 square feet or whatever. 430. 430 square feet. I think it's like... I have no idea. Do people know these things before they move into apartments? Do they have they, numbers like this? Yes. Generally. Usually, Really? Yes. They don't yes. just walk in and no. go, hey, this is it. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> That's kind of what I do. Ballpark, 11, 1,200 square feet. It's not small. It's, it's a good-sized one-bedroom. I don't think it's that big. Okay, it's, That's pretty it's big. 431 square feet. <laughs> That's more like it's that it. one extra square foot <laughs> yeah. that makes a big difference. Russ has turned this into the prices, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actual retail sales. <laughs> I'm sorry, you went over. No <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... It, do, do we, we don't really remember ours. I mean, it's probably in our lease. Yeah. But I think ours is like 900, isn't it? Or? Something like that, yeah. This yeah. is 900? Yep, which makes it larger than any place that we've lived in. Well, no, Map House was larger. Map House was definitely larger, but yeah, that was it. Yeah, it two floors. But that's the only place. This is probably the same size as your place with Mark. That sounds a little strange. Can we say a your place, place with uh, your of, roommate, Mark? One of places, right. No, I don't think so, because that ho- that was also like two floors oh, of a home. I thought you were like, no, I don't think that'll work either, because that too is too strange. It's like, I don't know what you want. Yeah, I was definitely thinking that. I'm like, what? Like, what no, is, work why no, must we dissociate? Get it done. Clea has never actually been affiliated with anyone named Mark. Please refer all questions to our lawyers. Um... That's our show. Yeah, so, hey. Thanks for tuning in. No, no, no. I, I, have, something, no, I, have, I have something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, yeah, I was originally going to bring it up for, um, I was going to post it on the site, but since we're, we're here. So I don't know if you guys saw the story about the German professors um, who have been brought up on corruption charges. Have you heard about this? No. Um, there is a big nationwide scandal in Germany that um, professors were being paid a significant sum of money to essentially grant their students graduate degrees, like to give them PhDs with like half the amount of credits or something like this. And normally you'd think, okay, it's on a small level, but literally there was like a network, like a professorate mafia, if you will, of people in Germany that were all doing this. And there was a third-party company that coordinated it somehow. 
and that coordinated all of these German professors working together to give these students graduate degrees. You know, this uh, this reminds me of something that happened to me recently. I thought you were going to say, this reminds me of something oh, in the 1940s. Oh, I think I know what's coming. <laughs> what? I don't know if you guys know how closely you've been following the blog postings on the on the website over the last couple mm-hmm. weeks, but because uh, I didn't hear anything from you, I didn't receive any any cards of congratulation or anything like that, so I'll assume that you missed it, but I actually earned my uh, doctorate a couple weeks ago. Yes, I, I, I saw that. Would you care to explain in what? Oh, sure. Well, you know, it's an immortality. I mean, that's impressive. It was. Just, I mean, I got to say, I already congratulated you, but, you know, in person, congratulations again. Thank you. On becoming an immortalist. Can, really can, you, explain to the, can you explain to the nice people uh, out in video and audio world uh, what, what granted you this, this doctorate? Well, just like any other doctor, you know, I took a course of study and I paid a certain amount to the institution From that grants the degree. What, what was and the, then uh, they, <laughs> they granted me the an advanced degree. And I'd studied with them before previously. And, you know, this was the second. Who, who, who was this that you, that you studied with? Well... It's a well-known institution, renowned, and uh, millions of people Universal Chais Church? Yes. Yes. The Universal, the Universal Life, Life Church, Church, also known as the Anyone Can Access All Internet All the Time. Well, Church. I mean, it is the Church of Universal Life, so it's hard to be exclusive when it comes to that sort of... Dude, the guy who wrote the blurb for my book is a member of the Universal Life Church. He writes horror. That's that's his. I mean, awesome. Is he is he one of the, our revs? Uh, is he a I, I imagine so. I think it'd be hard to find someone who isn't a reverend in the Universal oh my Life God, Church. That's Bill Murray. Uh, yes. Oh my God! Look at him. He's, he's so old. He's falling apart. He's not an immortalist. Uh, <laughs> well, the problem is, I think when they when they did the movie Groundhog's Day. Look, you know, they okay, say that that all, day was 10 years 20, of his life, which oh, actually he had to... Oh, over to. 20 million ministers are deemed worldwide. Well, yeah, Greg, that's why... It's about I didn't feel like I was so special being a minister of the Universal Life Church, so I sought out an advanced degree, which very few people have, which <laughs> Okay, so how many people have the doctorate? You all products. <laughs> Don't call it a product. Can we call it like an... 2009 a, minister's Accolade or a... 2009 Church and Nonprofit Tax Guide, Affirmation of Love Certificate, well, that, Certificate of Baptism, Certificate of Commitment, Certificate of House Blessing, you only four ninety nine. Hey, you can't just buy a Doctor of Immortality, right? You have to read this text by the Reverend the Reverend Kirby Hensley, the founder Doctorate of, the of Divinity, Life DD, twenty nine ninety nine. It can be yours <laughs> if you try now. Doctorate of Metaphysics, twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, I want a doctor. Honey, that's what you should have gotten me for my anniversary. Yeah, they're more impressive. You can be a doctor of the universe, which was very tempting. <laughs> but I went for immortality because yeah, I you're feel right. like I should have clearly short circuited what I did. Like five years and twenty thousand dollars of debt. Hell no. Third twenty nine ninety nine, baby. <laughs> Universal life doctorate. Marriage certificate, master of Wicca. What the hell, Wicca? You could be Universal Life Church, but like also get Wicca stuff. Yeah, you have to take a Wicca test. I had to take Russ, an immortality. Why test. Why didn't you get the minister's car kit? They had to throw proudly me into display the, your the flames of eternity with and our, see if I was burned or not. With our sleek minister, I pulled car the sword kit. out of the stone, and then I yielded the green crystal, which restored my powers <laughs> Miss- from Krypton. And then I killed a Highlander. I cut his head off. And uh, the minister him. parking hanger. I think you earned it. Then there's a minister parking hanger for the Universal Life Church. What are you going to park with all the non ministers? <laughs> this high grade <laughs> plastic ULC parking. parking permit hangs from your rearview mirror to oh, announce your these presence. These are good. The permit is highly visible to show everyone from the meter maid to your congregation that you are an official member of the Universal Life Church monastery and have all the rights of an ordained minister. Oh. And if you click to enlarge it, you'll see ULC.org <laughs> wow. minister parking permit. 
this, this actually happened to me. The first um, course of study that I ordered for the doctor and mortality thing was lost in the mail. And when I went to the post office and I showed them the receipt, the slip from UPS that said that I was expecting books from the Universal Life Church. Like it was like a church library, and there and this woman at the the uh, the post office was so mortified that they'd lost my church readings. They're like, "Oh God, this poor boy wants his religious studies." And she's like, "Honey, I will call you personally when we find this box. I will look for days for this." This. We we are so sorry, and they never. T- they've lost like electronics and chips and MP3 players in the mail for me before, and they never give me a second glance. But you know that really is a, actually a bit of a problem. Like we we've, we had a friend of ours who, I guess, supposedly got the wrong insurance. He got general and something or other, and and they lost a um, like a plasma TV. Remember mm-hmm. Dr. Tabak, Craig? Mm-hmm. And it was lost. That was it. They're like, oop, sorry. Yep. Yeah. Sorry to be you. And Greg really had a, a book lost, and they're like, well, you know. Oh, yeah. They've lost hundreds of dollars worth of stuff that I've ordered. Because I order a lot of stuff online, and just every once in a while, they're just like, oh, no, no, that's yeah. been delivered. I'm like, well, I don't have it. Well, wait, they're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can be ordained online. I just yeah. clicked on a button that says, you are about to become an ordained minister with Universal Life Church. <laughs> be careful what you click on. Please here. only put your true and legal name. Proceed with your ordination. Your privacy is carefully yeah, yeah. guarded. The ministry is free. The advanced degrees, though. Welcome. You You're to about to become an ordained minister with Universal Life Church. Please put your name. This is a very historic moment Spit. you're about to witness here, kids. I am not becoming what? a Wilson I did this on my 21st birthday. He's right going to do it. Stories wedding. Right He's going to do it. Yeah, my uh, wedding was conducted. presided over yeah. by a Universal Life Church minister, I, who also happened to be Emily's brother. And <laughs> These credentials were equally important in the uh, I noticed this hasn't been adjusted in 10 years. Right. I guess they figured they got taken care of. That was sufficient for a license? Absolutely. They have absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, the Universal Life Church, um, immortality aside, exists primarily for the purpose of allowing people to be married by people who are not strangers to them, which I think is actually a really reasonable and important cause. I would not want to be married by a stranger, certainly, or someone who I, you know, pretended to agree with religiously for three days and then stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So being being a nonbeliever in organized religion as a concept... A sermon from Reverend Brian, Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) Dear Lord, let there be light, sound, drums, guitar, let there be rock. I mean, Greg, internet comments are everywhere. I mean, you can go to a Catholic website and find stupid internet comments. That's hardly... No, 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 no. This is not a stupid comment. This is, quote... Prayers for the money. Submit your prayer. Please note that all prayers are read before they are posted. So someone, one of the 20 million faithful, no doubt, has judged and found these prayers to be the top prayers available to people on the ULC website. Are you against guitars? No, I, I'm not, but I don't are want it to be... Are rock? Sub- I just wonder why Jack Black is writing my sermons, dude. Like, seriously. Are, are you not Let the lead singer of a rock band? I, yes. Okay. So should there not be rock? I, I yeah, that's what I thought. Surely, his name is Reverend is. Brian. If anyone channels the ethereal spirit, it's, it's Jack Black. <laughs> I suppose that's true. He's got the fire and brimstone. So I mean, you know, I, I just I'd, I'd like to be. I mean, find a minister. Why don't you just turn around and you find a minister? What would exactly, find a hey? Look in the mirror. If, if you're not listed here, what's what wrong with four you? People is a are you alive? Why are you what not are a you? minister? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, wait, they have user photos. Find a minister in your state. Oh, this should be interesting. Okay, California. Let's go find Russ, master of divinity here. 
Tim Campbell. Excuse me, Doctor of Immortality. I'm sorry, Doctor yes. of Immortality. Um, is there any way to organize? Is I, they go by name? Oh, God. They, they go There's by, no organization. Lila Monk. Let's see who some of your friends are, Russ. Toxic Reverend. Oh, yeah. Toxic Reverend is a reverend. Well, do we have obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think he had to do it. I think so. Uh, Ron Chi. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, look at this guy. This guy, Ron Chi, is a minister. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Chi, for those of you developed. watching at home, is a man looking like this with tattoos all over him going like, mm. do you perform weddings? I do. Personal beliefs. Whatever's clever. <laughs> um, and, and That's then kind of subjective. It's networking. Though, what is this, Facebook? This is a Facebook app. See, this is Facebook like religion. Facebook. This is a Facebook app. This is Facebook religion. Welcome this to is the future. What, <laughs> <laughs> Next is Twitter. Yeah. Oh, one of the other major reasons that I did this, just so you know, is that my um, one of my favorite authors, Hunter S. Thompson, you, you might have recognized him. People call him Dr. Thompson. And in fact, on his Wikipedia, it's Dr. Hunter Thompson. What is he a doctor of? He's a doctor of divinity with the Universal Life Church, which he received and before he was a well-known author. In all seriousness, what did you really have to do, say that made you better than Reverend T.K.? Um, what did you really have to do to become a doctorate? To get uh, my advanced degree? Yes. I had to read this text. Advanced degree. Which was called, uh, I don't and, remember what it was And called. answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> and answer the question, what does immortal mean? Live forever? You're right, you win. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that the whole thing is basically designed for people who are uh, devout Christians or devout Catholics and have never considered any alternatives in their life. And the book progresses through, like... You know, there is an outside. Like, you don't have to pray on Sunday. There are other things you can do. And they're like, really? And he's like, look, let me... And then he uses all these New Testament parables and things to back up his story. So I wasn't really interested in the subject matter of the thing, but I did have to take a test so on it. So did actually someone have a point of view? Yeah, I happen to agree with the point of view. It just wasn't targeted to me, someone who's already, like, pretty evolved, like, you know, you reads a lot of Buddhism and Taoism. Very much so. Like, I felt like this was sort of a beginner's course to achieve my doctorate. But, you know... So what Whatever's did you do necessary. after you read this text? I took a test that they sent with the test, and then I submitted my answers online. You, I'm sorry, you took a test that the answers to which were in the book no, that no, you no, received? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, the answers were in the... I mean, you have to read the was book. Was it like a multiple choice or true Was it false? timed? No, it wasn't timed. Well, neither was, was your test, Greg. It was both multiple what? choice, true, you false, You did have a few more than one book, and you did kind of have to remember the titles of them. Yes, and I did happen to have three people who were quizzing me personally in an hour and a half long Well, let's not exam. quibble about the details of the <laughs> tests of our varying degrees. I mean, look, they're not doctors. You're a doctor of philosophy and English, and I'm a doctor of immortality. They're completely different arenas that why? we specialize in. Now, why? <laughs> now, why? Yeah, so I can philosophize on the importance of immortality. Now, now why? <laughs> Let me ask you this: Why, um, why immortality as opposed to something else? Like, you why do you do the metaphysics? Choices. I think I don't want to do the metaphysics. There must have been like a doctorate have. of pizza, right? Like I do like have that. an interest in both metaphysics and pizza. I, I agree with that, but. I, the immortality thing just fit so well. It, I, I was I was describing this to Story when he came to visit. It was the first time in my entire life that I came upon something that was sort of like a decorative thing, and I was like, I have to have this. And, and out of the context of a, out of a role playing, it's like, like it's like being in a what role playing game. About? And I see this suit of blue elven armor, and I'm like, Sky Strider has to have that armor. It's perfect. But for me, in my life, I've never come across anything that I'm like, that is so Russ Guberman. So, I so can't even is, deal with it. Right. So, so this is religion and the. <laughs> MMO version. This is the yeah, MMO so version. So it was like a personal. You leveled up. 
I did. I, I felt like it was a title fair, Greg, that I needed to have. The benefits that accrue with Russ is, I mean, you get extra money at your jobs. You get prestige. You get, you know, a lot a tenured position as a professor. You a just lot named of benefits. three things that Russ gets none of. So no, what are his exactly. Benefits? Russ okay. gets to live forever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're trade-offs. Doesn't say that. It says he's an expert good. in it. Doesn't mean that he is. I mean, one. he is more it's likely like, to live forever than you and me because he has that doctorate. That's absolutely because right. He's an expert. Yeah, I'm an expert. You do not believe in experts, Greg? Well, no. Maybe his expertise is, you know what? You can't be immortal. Like, that's maybe that's his expertise. Well, you well, know, some people don't like parapsychologists, but they have doctors in parapsychology. Don't also. try your philosophy on us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought where you were going to go story was that, okay, yes, you had to do it a little bit more difficult. You had a little bit more difficult road, but you got these extra benefits of actually getting paid for what you, you know, studied. And so maybe rest had a little bit easier, but you know, he's going to have to walk the way of Jesus, you know, as a, and not receiving any kind of monetary reward for, for his doctorate. Some people might consider it a curse to be a doctor of immortality and Mm. have to go on for thousands of years Mm. preaching the doctrines Mm. of the immortal and how life preaching in a religion that nobody takes seriously. That's true. Well, at least for this, this uh, millennia, you get a minister wallet card. The hell no, is look, this? Of course, I got my my reverend. Do you get a football with ULC on it too? On my twenty first birthday, it was a long time ago, and I decided like this is fine, but I need some more. I want to reap more. It's from like a this. tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, California is the home state where this all happens too. I just yeah, want to so that. I can legally marry people in California. Yes. Well, doesn't it doesn't it cross over or legally teach classes in immortality? Doesn't it <laughs> at the local uh, community college? <laughs> How to live forever? Stop dying. <laughs> Stop dying. That's the secret. Well, You're no, going to die? Really no. Does. You're healed. No, Greg. I mean, it really does fit. He got all the nanotechnology that he's been... I mean, yeah. he's been preaching on this for years. This is not a new thing. I know that. It's true. I know. I mean, technically, he's been working towards this doctorate for the last, you know, 10 years. I would take it seriously if the question, one of the FAQs isn't, I'm playing. I'm paying with a check money order. Where do I send payment? Oh, they that have that sort of, at universities. Yeah, right? come, on. come on. People have never paid for their universities. Yes, universities don't often order. offer doctorates in immortality, though. That's, That's right. Hey, order. and you know what? He if it was offered at the, the University fl- of Chicago, I would have had to go to the University of Chicago. Unfortunately, they don't have an immortality program there. So. <laughs> when my <laughs> dad went to the first meeting about financing for college, um, they discussed payment plans, and one of the options was to pay for all four years in one lump sum. So, you do, you know, get the, a, do you get a discount if you do that? Well, yeah. Then you would you would pay for however much that year the year cost is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd yeah. pay. And which and you're so buying you would, your education in bulk, as it were. Right, well, that's the but the point is is that you know people did it in one lump sum. You know, just as mm. Russ did it in one lump sum. Hey, one lump sum. I had a test. I was graded. What, what you did want? you get on the test? Oh, I scored a perfect score, baby. I'm, I was I'm serious shocked, about really. this. How, how many questions were on the test? I, well, I um, guess the qu- one of the questions was not what's the title of the book you just read. <laughs> no. You're like, um, things that make me yeah, a guy in the Something church. Something about living longer than Jim. Uh, no, I, there were like 20 or 30 questions. Okay. 20 or 30? Between 20 and 30 questions. Question 25. How many questions are there? I, I Between 20 and 30. Also, it's not one of the questions. What should I do if my name is changed? Log on. Like, well, what? You are still ordained because who cares? Like, I. All right, Greg. 
I'm just, just deal with it, man. I don't I'm know why it bothers you so much. I mean, there, it's not like you're. It's like, and the funny thing is about the credentials as a doctor. Like, if you call yourself a doctor and someone questions it, like, what can you say? Well, there's this institution, and if you contact the institution, they'll verify that I earned a doctor from this institution. So, like, yeah, that's also wait, true wait, of wait. Me. You can exercise demons in the Universal Life. Well, no, Church? I never said that. I never it says it right here. To exercise any Universal Life Church <laughs> ministers are authorized to perform ceremonies, including the rite of exorcism. Oh, well, I'm authorized. However, that doesn't mean I volunteer. There are additional aspects. Of He's not a mandated exorcist. Civil and possibly even criminal liability no. because this is a scam. That's exactly <laughs> why. Because it is a scam. I think it's interesting, though. I think you guys should be mandated exorcists. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a licensed social worker and I'm a mandated reporter on different forms of abuse. Mm-hmm. You should be mandated to do exorcisms. I mean, if you're walking down the street and you see someone that needs an exorcism, you, I mean, you're qualified therefore you should be acting stepping up to the plate i I feel totally qualified to do that it says i advise every minister to read and learn about these rituals and the practice of rituals not to perform them (laughs) nice so you can exercise demons and then that's pretty impressive you just take them out for a walk every two to three hours (laughs) like you know it's important questions to think about like what get them a treadmill leave the cat alone beelzebub leave the cat alone (laughs) but i mean Okay, so outside of like being able to apply for a job, (laughs) (laughs) but like you've been you've been a doctor for longer than I have, Greg. So I I was interested in this. Yes, (laughs) indeed, and it's still going. Still going. Like, other than being able to apply for a job that requires a PhD, like, what are the benefits of having this title at the end of your name, this PhD? Well, okay, so Story already mentioned that it does give you a higher salary in no, positions I, okay, like Okay, but besides the job, like, there are some jobs, the criteria of which are you have to have this degree to qualify for the job. Well, there are organizations that I can't join unless mm-hmm. I have a doctorate. Okay. Uh, there are, and those are both educational, academic, and non-academic organizations. Mm-hmm. There is... The Doctors' um, Club, for example. No, but, that, well, but, no, but there is... No, but there is like you know who's who. you guys have heard of like the who's who guide and stuff like that right mm-hmm. the, those mm-hmm. kinds of things um and how exactly do those work again greg it's who's you, who guy? you pay money and then you get a i'm not in a who's who guide because oh, okay. i haven't paid to be in one no. but i wouldn't right. even be asked if i were not a doctorate and not a doctor of you a wouldn't be asked to pay money one. to be no i wouldn't there was they wouldn't seriously just a list of names otherwise i would have gotten asked that's a shame yeah okay so you need to be a doctor to be, be given the out. privilege to pay money to be in one of big, those guys. Big time. Um, and then on top of that, there's I have certain, one. Everything is more, yes. Greg's father had, yeah, he had doctor put on his uh, license. You see, I could do that. That's true. He did do that. And the one time he got pulled over by a cop. This is a good point. We were on our way to see the last Starfighter. Uh, Greg always well. wants to have that be part of the story. That's very important because it sort of sets, people are like, oh yeah, that movie where there was like this video game and it was the movie, the last movie that Robert Preston was in. Anyway. um, Is that what you guys were thinking? We were driving and um, (laughs) my dad was was going through school zone and uh, was going too fast and my father had a tendency, my father was a very, very good driver, but he sort of was very obnoxious about it when cops pulled him over because he didn't like cops, so he was just kind of like, you know, oh, they shouldn't be pulling me over, blah, blah, blah. So, well, he felt it was ridiculous that you'd have a speed zone be 30, and then be a little bit, and then it'd be 20, and then it'll yeah, be it a little a bit 40. And he, yeah. he didn't like the, the He changes. didn't like that. So so he went through this, this school zone, and the cop pulls him over, and, you know, my dad's just, you know, and the guy comes over, he's like, license and registration. My dad gives him the license, goes away, comes back. He's like, now, doctor, certainly someone in your profession can realize the importance of, you know, not allow, not going too fast. I mean, surely you've seen children in your practice before. And my father's just kind of like straight-faced. He's like, yes, sir. 
Yeah, so I'll absolutely do that. I'm like, and just lied straight to his face. Like, yes, in my practice, I do see children all the time, eighteen year old children, twenty year old children, but but children. Yeah, so he got away because doctor was on a list. Since there's a certain so gravitas associated with it, I mean, I will say this: I do think when I was querying people about my novel, that it helped be able to have a legitimate, like you know, to have a PhD, and people were like, "Okay, so this guy isn't a clown; like he has to have some intellectual seriousness." Unless he got a PhD at clown school, that's true. In which right. case, I would be a clown, <laughs> right? And wouldn't be asking <laughs> highly <this person>. certified. <laughs> um, whereas, if you sent something and you're like, "Can Dr. you get Russ a Huberman, in, Universal in Life Church. That's a good question. Probably you can get I a bet, clown uh, doctorate. I'll bet you if you are a clown, will eat me with clown I'll bet he's a universal life minister, too. Probably. Let me see. Clown yeah, doctorate. Because that's what I was wondering. Is It's like, I mean, I guess technically you can call yourself anything, right? I mean, these these titles aren't, there's no legal no, right, requirements that's, I mean, until it comes to, I guess, a job and requirements that the job has. Yeah, that's what I want to know about. Like, I want to know about governing bodies and, like, where, uh, you know, what doctorates they encompass and who they apply I mean, to. I, I'm under the impression that, that licensing and uh, titles only really apply when you're talking about jobs mm-hmm. and payment for jobs. You know, like I'm a therapist and so there's and there's certain clients that I can see and there's certain clients I can't see because I'm a LMSW, a licensed master social worker, not a licensed clinical social worker because I, I don't have enough hours yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, there, and there's, I'm a part of the National Association for Social Workers. So part of my dues go to, you know, battles that they're having with what kind of jobs requirements there should be, so that they are given more clout and who can use their title and all that kind of stuff. And so it, it just mainly seems like it's vocational. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't think of any other really. I mean, isn't that why they're called professional degrees generally? Because they just pertain to. The profession. So it's just yeah, that I think that there's a, there's a, but there's a level of status that wouldn't like. For example, if you, <laughs> I don't know. This is a prestigious Red Skelton. My grandfather talks about him. Red He's Skelton clown school been around for a while. Um, well, I see the example. I was going to. Yeah, that doesn't work. I was going to use an example of the Surgeon General. What would happen if he wasn't a doctor? But that, of course, is a medical doctor. Or if he but, wasn't an actual general. I mean, yeah. Well, look, Condoleezza Rice tried to get more gravitas to her positions by being Doctor Condoleezza Rice. The fact that she was, you know, evil in the process. Of being a doctor doesn't really help, but I'm just saying, like evil doctor school. But they always when they wanted to give her an doctor, look, doctor I whip out the title. School, <laughs> I whip out the title. My students, you know, my students call me Doctor Wilson, and I whip out the title when I want to get something from customer service. That's basically what it is. And I'm just like blah 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 blah, Doctor Gregory Wilson. Oh, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, so basically every game that I've heard about is financial. I think you know whether it's direct no, I think there's a certain the job, status associated getting with out it. of a ticket. You know, uh, getting leverage with unruly corporations. It's all right. its all about the Benjamins. Well, many things are about the Benjamin story. I'm just saying. I'm, I mean, I, that is definitely true. We're in America, after all. <laughs> so, you know, but this is, uh, mm-hmm. this is what it seems to be about. And in all honesty, like, I, I actually, in reality, you know, did this partially as a, a satiristic. It, no. Yes, it wasn't completely... Totally serious. Wait, but I wait. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> no, explain. No, you will get it when I'm a doctor of satire, and then you'll understand all my jokes. No. Oh. If you understood <laughs> okay, you when you were talking about living long, he's like, yes, yes. Then yeah. you're like, doctors. Like it sounds like you're like. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand what you're saying. No, I feel. I really feel like it lends credence to me as a satirist to be a doctor of immortality. Like it makes me extra silly to the point that other satirists are like, yes, I believe you that you're a satirist because you satirize things. Could with you your have very a name of satire? I, if they could, I would gladly take the work, course and pay. But it wouldn't work. Thirty dollars. Like you couldn't have a doctor of ironic distance, right? Because 
you'd yeah. be distancing yourself from wanting it, right? You, you couldn't have to do be that. Really, really ironic about everything. <laughs> but I mean, like, including you having might a have degree. to make fun of the final <laughs> exam itself. Right. That's what I'm I saying. think they could have that school only if everyone had to drop out. You could, <laughs> yeah, you could pursue an advanced yeah, exactly. degree in satire, but no one could complete it. They're like, we don't actually award degrees here. We you just all have to sit around and feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I went to slacking school, but I couldn't hack it. <laughs> I left halfway through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good time. I don't know. I'm totally into that driver's license thing, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. You mean the, the yeah, getting the, the doctor on the yeah. I mean, license. I mean, what do you have to? You literally have to stand in line at the DMV with like a degree does and a your, frame under your arm, and then go up to the window right? and be like, "Look, if you see this, this is mine." Why doesn't yours have doctor? I don't think I put it on there. I have like because the thing is that it's I have like when I'm experienced because as my auth as an author, I just do Gregory A. Wilson, not doctor. So. What does your license have to do with your author status? So my point is, like, it's not like I walk around going, hello, Dr. Gregory, what, hey, doctor, doctor, doc, you know. Well, I you also don't walk around doctor, showing doctor, them doctor. your license, so again, I don't see what I don't, it has but to I, do with. Because the point is, I, I don't, you, I only use it in certain situations, and like, my yeah, driver's license is not about, one of them. how about a ticket? Maybe you're well, not getting your money's worth. I don't think doctor. you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> you think that if I just handed them doctor, that would, that would actually work? Well, it gives us a possible leg up. Plus, what if you get pulled over right after there's been some grisly road accident and they need a doctor? <laughs> Is anyone a doctor? They won't be able to find Does you. Does anyone know Shakespeare? What happens then? <laughs> no, exactly. Can, we have a fresh skull someone... over on the right side. We need a Shakespeare expert. Well, that's for your... I knew him, Horatio. And... I feel like yeah, that's it's great. much better, much better. I feel <laughs> much better about this grisly scene now that it's art. Does anybody know iambic pentameter in the name of God? Anybody? Uh, I, I know iambic pentameter. Step forward, it, sir. Just wing it. Just I think that I will never maybe see the Yaris? Is it Toyota Yaris? Is that his name? Uh, Toyota Yaris up upon the exactly. road. That'll do. That'll do. That's fine. Oh, thank God, a real doctor. You know, okay. when I'm 900 years old, you will find believe that I've earned this doctorate. That's sort of the Not curse of the immortality doctorate. Not unless he also gets exactly. the doctorate. It's like, as a yes. young man, you can't teach immortality courses, because right. they'll just be like, but you're a kid. And I'll exactly. be like, well, how do you, you know, know I won't live forever? No, I but could. This, is, this is the problem. Every time we have discussions about immortality, it always falls into you're like, I'm going to be immortal, and stories like, no, you're going to be 800 years old and drooling, because immortality doesn't yes. mean eternal youth. It means exactly. you'll be bent over and drooling on yourself. This is true. And you'll be on your 50th <laughs> pair of teeth, and, exactly. you know... You'll be in your 430th nurse home because the first 429 would have been closed down or fallen apart or burned down by a bomb and you know it'll be no fun you'll just be shuffled around why will there still be nursing TV? homes nursing homes have an average of like two years life nursing <laughs> homes like mm, burn down mm, yeah, well burn you down, know a lot down. it's funding the economy greg it is that is a problem 429 nursing homes will fold I, 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 don't, row. I don't understand I don't why Let's your concept statistics. of immortality is like you have to be on life support for 900 years. Well, I mean, and it's, have your it's, heart it's the argument be. everyone makes of like, oh, you wouldn't really want to live for live forever because this, you know, or you wouldn't really want to live until you're like 150 years old because your body would be so degrading. Like, yes, I would, you know, because as long as there's like some way I can kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. The only problem would be if I'm like completely senile and completely unaware of what's going on with around me, then that would negate the purpose of still being alive. That would be the only problem. I mean, if the only thing you're conscious of is pain, 
<laughs> is it really worth being around to be like, ow? Story, but seriously, well, it's ow. so funny that Story's concept of immortality ow. is very similar to his vision of much of life, which is that, you know, life is well, pain. Well, it's not yeah. the life it's it's the, No, it's not like I'm sitting here thinking that it's going to be like yesterday. It, you know, year 902, just like last week. Oh, pain. No, you know, <laughs> it's not that at all. That's quite Day 705, Have you? How much time have you guys spent with octogenarians? Like, it's not a very oh, exciting existence. And I'm double that. Let why, alone why is everything why like is the asymptote theory, like theory of aging, where it's like it's like this? It's like, and then you're decrepit because for a thousand years. How and that's the only way to do it? Ages. Find me octogenarians who are not. Like but no. That. But presumably, if you figure out how to help them leave, live, you're like, we figured out how to help them live, but only at the bottom level. Like we'll keep them, like, <laughs> right. just like one heartbeat every fifty years. Like, oh, there I mean, you go. Once your body has fallen apart, only then can we preserve you. Well, what about that guy, though? What was that? That guy, the theory of like the Aubrey de Grey, yeah. He he was talking about how his theory differs from the two different current theories, and I've totally forgotten it because it's been a while since we've watched it. But he discussed how one focuses on trying to decrease the aging process, and the other one tries to deal with the. It's like the classic car theory of aging, which is you just keep replacing parts and maintain your same condition. Trying to maintain your condition. I like yeah. that. But the other... but a 77 he- Guberman right there. <laughs> Some pretty good stuff. I'm sorry. We're out of that model. I knew about that. See the fins on it? Yeah, it's unique. <laughs> but then he was talking about looking at, at uh, aging like a disease. So the treating... I guess the actual aging itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the symptoms of the disease would be the breaking down of, of the, the cells and yeah, everything. The maintenance processes of the cells and so presumably that would be happen. slowing the aging. Mm-hmm. In our words, it would be slowing the aging process. Yeah, mm-hmm. or in my view, I think um, part. Of, I think it goes back to the first theory you're talking about: is that our DNA just programs us to break down at a certain age. But theoretically, that I mean, at certain ages, you know, if you get your hand cut off. When you're a two-year-old, like you may be able to grow it back, and so there are technologies <laughs> what? that. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, a finger, a finger, a finger grows back. Cut off a finger my hand. nail. Finger grows Thank back. Thank God sure. you were two. You'll be fine. Instead of being. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For babies oh. and certain children of a certain age, like they can. They're not an earthworm. What are you thing? talking about? No, that's true. <laughs> Stories going universal. to Google. Is it the teacher at the Universal Scam School? What are you talking <laughs> about? Not the truth. <laughs> I think with every not advanced degree you get, you all see you no, go backwards I, no, in knowledge. No, the regenerative capabilities of yes. little children don't get far, 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 far out. No, even less yes. those of adults. Yes. It's absolutely it's, it true. Is tr- it is true. And, and, they're, and, and especially with all the stem cell oh, research that they've been story doing. On finding ways to grow human fingers comes from foxnews.com. And so science is finding ways to do it, meaning it's not existent in the No, no, no. But it, uh, it does exist for, like, baby. I mean, just in general, babies have much, much greater regenerative <laughs> oh, capability than adults. My apologies. In salamanders, <laughs> the regeneration process begins immediately after amputation. Do it. Tremendous. If you're a sea cucumber, you are all set. Okay. That's what I said. I said baby sea cucumbers have very high levels of No, but I've heard this, too, that there's... Yeah, no, it's it's actually true. And I mean... <laughs> no, it's not actually true. <laughs> not true. It's actually true. true. It's okay. roll back a hand. It's totally true. Don't worry, you'll grow another. Look, we have a two-year-old like in the other room. I actually have some... All right, you have King the hand Solomon. Right. You put your hand under the pillow, and the fairy oh. brings you a couple of dimes, and you get a new hand. That's what it is. But I mean, beyond the finger argument, 
like you know, there are a lot of studies that talk <laughs> about what an argument it was. Argument it was like neurons and cells stop regrowing at certain ages, and people think once you reach forty, then your cells stop regenerating at the same rate. So and I, I have like four all, more years to have my hand cut off. Basically, back and these are all finger just, tips. Finger tips. Okay, so fine. That's still the same argument. Of the, the digit. tip of the digit within a month, provided their wounds are not sealed up. With, a f- with flaps of skin. It's still the same argument. It's that... Tips. But then the point is that... about like this much. The point figure. is that children can do that and adults can't. So the argument is that there is programming in the DNA that allows you to do that that we simply have yet to unlock. Right. And then when we do, then, you know, we'll have more of the, the sea star properties. Sea star? What do they call starfish? Yeah, no, that was what it was. This yeah. is sea. Here's a picture. It's called a sea star? It's called a know. sea star. It's called the sunflower sea star, and it looks like that. Regenerates its arms. ugly. It regenerates its skin. And, I don't, oh, uh, look, God. So, if and it looks like a hand to me, so that's probably where I got the idea. From. <laughs> <laughs> if Cenevine loses a fingertip, she'll grow one of them. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk about Cenevine anymore. It's very disturbing, people. Stop it. Regeneration Stop it right amphibians. Now. Regeneration of human liver. Regeneration in mice. It's it's all just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, with with what they're finding out about stem cells and that they can pretty much, like, become anything, you know, I mean... Finger regrown using pig bladder extract. A hope for regenerating technology. What is that person doing? Um, what does that picture have to do with finger being regrown? They're showing their fingers on their naked <laughs> right. breasts. Yeah, yeah, I get, don't know if we want to show this. This is immediately no, going no, to... No. Oh, God. Get a load oh, of this. Oh, no. Oh, the <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, leave it focused. Leave it focused. Come on. Stop sabotaging the show. This is good times. <laughs> I was going to start reading the URL, but it's just not worth it. Lacking yeah. all or most of the fingers impedes a person from picking things up. Yes, yes, it does. I know, though. Lacking all or most of the fingers That's as does bad as the psychic leper right there. <laughs> <laughs> so we we spent much of the night playing this epically bad board game called. I mean, it was cooperative board game. We actually won against all odds, yeah. but mostly through the clever use of cheating. It was called but, Racco Sci-Fi yeah, Edition. Exactly. It was not that <laughs> bad. It was not nearly as bad as Racco, but then again, nothing is, including waterboarding. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the island of Dr. Necro. And, uh, yeah, it's a cooperative game where you basically just get turn over every card and the next thing will kill you worse than the last thing. It is pretty true. Hordes of relentless zombies, etc. So, yeah. So that was a joke from that. I still don't understand why you hate Racco so much. It's not that bad a game. It's Should not that bad. Any even your own wife disagrees with yeah. you. Emil, a story on this. <laughs> even your yeah, own wife. Emily, Emily. wherever you are, your wife disagrees. <laughs> Emily, your wife. <laughs> yes. Your, Emily, oh, your wife, comma, disagrees yes. with you, right? Russ, you want to take this or you want she me likes to take it? I, I just think generally any game that it's that easy to cheat in is not worth playing. I mean, <laughs> it's a game where, by, yeah. Any game, so if you take Monopoly, like I win all the, you can't do that, Russ. Sure, I can. Look here, watch me. I get Boardwalk and I get Park Place. If I could I manifest five hundred dollar bills out of my sleeve, then Monopoly would be no more fun. You could do the same thing because we're watching <laughs> I mean, you when you're doing I it. I think it's because the goal is such a low threshold and the accomplishment is so minor. It's like you know we could sit around and play a game of like whoever can add two plus two the fastest <laughs> wins the game. And Racco is like a half step above that. It's like put numbers in order through this only slightly removed. 
move process than actually <laughs> reshuffling them and putting them in order. And that would be entertaining for a three-year-old. But hey, at you about guys want to play this half, great game? It's, uh, it's, what do you do? Well, we alphabetize flashcards for a half hour. Exactly. Yeah. I do this at work. It's competitive, <laughs> you know. It, I mean, like, seriously, there were, you know, sorting crayons was more intellectually challenging and interesting as a game when I was, you know, three. Okay. Let's what is see. this game? I'm rearranging and, matches. And we could do that. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I could design games uh, like this. And that's a go. That would I, be you fun. guys are way too down on this, on this I'm game. I'm just saying. It's quality. So, do we have any opinion about the fact that the uh, coroner uh, is now claiming uh, that Michael Jackson's death was a homicide? How can the coroner prove intent? Um, well, they say that there was a uh, lethal dose of the powerful anesthetic propofol given in a cocktail of drugs, leading authorities to suspect his doctor of manslaughter. Although manslaughter is not homicide, so right. I don't know what that's don't all about. Both homicide and manslaughter imply that a human has been killed. Yes. Well, but 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 the issue Checking. that but they were what we were discussing earlier is that if it's homicide, that means intent, like that he did it on purpose. And I don't understand why this doctor would do that. Well, according to the law, I mean, if it's, if it's something stupid, examiner, like he forgot that all the different things that Michael was on, or that Michael didn't tell them everything because he's you know got a god complex and doesn't realize that he's you know could die. Because it's how many how many celebrities have died from drug interactions. Yeah, they could really use the services of a uh, immortality doctor. <laughs> or a social worker. Yeah. According to the uh, chief medical examiner, <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, Dr. Lakshman Satyagasuswaran indicated he had reviewed the preliminary toxicology results and his spelling, and his preliminary assessment of Jackson's cause of death was due to lethal levels of propofol, diprovan, according to a warrant. And what is that? Uh, it is a um, it's an anesthetic. Actually, a guy says that this is actually an anesthetic. You administer to somebody, then operate on them. This concept of giving someone a general anesthetic for sleep disturbance strikes me as just bizarre and astoundingly inappropriate. Apparently, so Jackson, he's probably going to get another plastic surgery or something. Jackson went to sleep after Murray gave him the propofol. Murray stayed by his side for about ten minutes, then quote left to go to the restroom and relieve himself. End quote. The search warrant said Murray was out, out of Jackson's room for about two minutes. When he returned, Jackson was no longer breathing. The warrant said Jackson oh. referred to this as his milk because of its milky appearance and because he was weird. <laughs> what? It's his milk. Well, but what is he going to do? S- sit there while while Jackson is sleeping the whole for the whole night? I, mean, uh, I think if you're administering someone a freaking anesthetic that's designed to like put them out for operating, yeah, I think. But he wasn't. He wasn't going to operate in his home. No, but the point is like. You don't even give this at all. Like, this is the ultimate example of an off-label use, right? Yeah, I'm sad to say that I saw some tidbits of a CNN report about this, and apparently this is just something that Michael felt that he needed because of the stress of being who he was. He just could never sleep, and so he actually demanded of doctors that they literally knock him out. He did not want to feel anything. He did not want to be anywhere near conscious. And according to the doctors, like, you can't actually get restful sleep while you're on this anesthetic. It's, like, completely different. It's not, you're not REM sleep all of at the all. Different... Right, right, right. Yeah, but he just, I mean, Jackson didn't care, so he's actually getting worn down by being knocked out between performances with this yeah. tranquilizer. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, he was probably slowly going insane. Yeah, and it's really bad for your, you know, circulatory system and your heart. And... This is why you shouldn't have private doctors. Doctor, give me my coma milk. I need my coma milk. <laughs> I'm tired, so tired. <laughs> The doctor's like, okay. I mean, really. I just, I, I don't know. But, so. you know, I mean, that's that's kind of the impression, though, that I get of 
quite a few doctors nowadays is that you know they're trying to get business and they know that if they don't do it for you you'll go to some other doctor and i guess they yeah there are a lot of quacks take, out there, Clea. A lot of doctors who really don't live up to the tradition. Yeah, they just, you know, <laughs> either didn't get a good education or just didn't go to the right school didn't or take a test don't have really the morals matter. along yeah. with the education. The moral standard, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's true. I agree. Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to mention, by the way, since we're looking at the Yahoo site, by the way. You guys have heard, and I'm not making this up, the second program that we're ramping up to after the cash for clunkers. Cash for refrigerators. I'm not making it up. That is the second part of the stimulus package. Cash for appliances. It's the fruits of the Best Buy lobbying exactly. team. Next, you, you've you got your car. Is now it it's get, time for you to buy a refrigerator. Is it because they recycle like the the whatever makes it cold that's like supposedly bad for the environment or something? So you like you turn in your crappy fridges. No, it's just you. it's like a lot of fridges are cheaper because of this like government program. So it has nothing to do with like things being bad for no. the environment? No. And then I do why am I paying for people to have new fridges? So that the Cash. economy gets better by government subsidizing of right. appliance stores. And next, it's cash for McDonald's, cash for Mickey D's. It'll just be cash for whatever industry for whines the most about it. Right, right. Cash for coal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went through. Can you bet we were on the way back from Indianapolis when we went to this convention? We drove, as Clay said. We're driving through this place, and I was like, I, I had missed what you know the um, seeing when we had gone over to the new state. So I just watched the billboards, and it was like. Clean coal. Coal is for you. Coal is the best thing you could have. I'm like, we must be in West Virginia. Like, coal. And there it was. Like, you know, welcome to West Virginia. And it was all this, like, you know, coal is the best thing you could ever have. Coal is great. Coal is clean. Love coal. Coal is not for naughty children at Christmas anymore. Have, have, right. <laughs> coal, is, coal will best beat the children. hell out of nuclear energy and solar, and it will beat the heck out of wind energy. So, yeah. So, anyway. But, yeah, so cash for refrigerators. That's that's the new program. Where at? But I thought they ran out of money for the for the car program. They did, so they refunded it, and now it's coming to an end. And now that they've used that, they're like, next so it's step. Not, it's no longer going to be for cars. Cash for refrigerators. Nope. It's not coming back. No, this weekend is the last time. So I now, thought it was going until December. No, it's not going until December. But you know, it is going until December. Cash for refrigerators. <laughs> so I guess we're not buying our new car then. Well, we weren't going to be doing cash for clunkers anyway, Clay. You have to turn in a car that like pollutes. You have to like if you have a car that that routinely poisons children as it drives by them on the street. That was a you know car for clunkers. Okay, cash for clunkers, you know thing. But this is not you know. Yeah, what I'd heard though is that a lot of people had been abusing the program to like get a very very slight upgrade in their MPG and yeah. using it to just get a subsidy on a new car. And in many, in many times, like an SUV for an SUV, you know, not even really. But I thought that they were being like kind of strict about what they were accepting. It's a clunker. That's it's not what they accepted a clunker. It's what they allowed people to buy. Like what they should have done is let them is made them buy something which was like spectacularly, oh. you know, environmental. Instead, oh, they were okay. like, turn in your 18 mile, you know, a gallon crap. Have a 20 mile per gallon crap. Yeah. Like, OK. Oh, OK. You know, so that's the problem. Like it says cars, trucks and SUVs sold in air, which is horrendously stupid. Oh, I, and I wanted to mention this. Speaking of horrendously stupid. So I think in Illinois, the state legislature just passed a law. It was supposed to ban styrofoam on rivers, like river and waterways and stuff like that. And the whole principle was they wanted to do this so that they wouldn't have, you know, pollution in the river and all this stuff. <laughs> Except that they accidentally um, banned propylene, which is what they make, like, coolers out of. So if you're, like, floating down the river and you've got, like, a Coleman cooler, you can get a $1,000 fine. If, on the other hand, you've got styrofoam cups, you could throw that till the day comes long because, hey, and that's fine with everybody. That's not the Because the legislature 
banned the wrong substance. I also wonder. This is why science what, is good, um, by the way. Because aren't, don't some like kayaks and stuff like that have some kind of? Yep. So if they're made out of it, then just for being in the kayak, you could you know get a fine. But not if you're throwing can't tell the through. difference between these. Yeah, substances yeah either, apparently so. not. If the legislature can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, huh. so that's good. It's good. Yeah, that we're that, that's <laughs> it's we're very good. To. We're moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go go. Uh, oh, speaking of stupid laws that I really hate, did I did I tell you guys about the last time I went to Gen Con? Because they they have a, a, a law convention in Indianapolis. They have a law in Indiana that um, there can't be children under what it, was it like? Don't remember a certain age in in 21. a bar. Like it can't even be in a bar. Right. So we were at this convention last year, and we were setting up a game. And, of course, it's one of Greg's games, so it took, like, an hour to set up. And then one of the bartenders comes over and says, I'm sorry, ma'am, you know, you can't, you have to leave because you have a baby. And I'm just like, first of all, I'm not drinking. Second of all, what am I going to do? I'm not going to give her alcohol. And isn't it kind of the bartender's responsibility anyway to make sure I don't, like, overdo it? So, obviously, I mean, if you think that I'm drinking too much for my situation, then you can tell me to leave and stop serving me. I just don't... I don't think that's the bartender. But it got got worse, though. But that's the the legal responsibility in in many instances. Really? It's up to the bartender to tell you when to stop drinking? Sure. If you go out and you are drunk and you get into a drunk driving accident, the bartender is held liable, in part, for your crime. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yep. It's part of licensing Never. for them. No, that's only when the drinking person is a minor and they've been illegally served alcohol by it's a bartender. Not it's not, no, they're, they're required not, to stop serving. legal age, the bartender is not. Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> anyway, so it got even worse this year, so I knew this rule, but there was the, the restaurant, I guess, expanded somewhat their bar, and so that now a little bit of the entryway is part of the bar, and then there's stairs. You have to go down the stairs to actually be in the restaurant. But I didn't want to go in the restaurant. I just wanted to get one of my guys. I had a coupon for a free drink. So I just kind of rolled her in. I said, you know, can I get my free drink? And he said, ma'am, you you need to get out of the bar. Hmm. I'm just standing here. And I just think, is it really necessary, that kind of stuff? First, they kicked the smokers out of bars and now the mommies. Yes, they they actually the one of the guy, they had a police officer who just on site and he said yeah you know it's been difficult blah 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 because, yeah and that's the, that's like the, the progression that they've they've done they've gotten rid of smoking and and I guess a, a number of bars have lost some of their business mm-hmm. and now they're gonna you know they're cutting down cutting out families or something I just I miss the old days when a family could go to a bar and. And well, and smoke but you know and drink what? and have a nice time. Well, but other. you know what? Again, in these instances, I always go back to Europe. You know, there's plenty of places in Europe where that we don't have this issue with alcohol. Well, yeah, you can surely get a close a drink closer than Europe if you have to leave Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to go back to Europe. You can- That's not my point. My point is, is that like we have the worst. Don't we have like some of the worst percentages? of alcohol abuse and alcohol-induced deaths and accidents and stuff like that. Because we have all this prohibition, we have all this regulation, all this forbidden fruit makes it worse and worse. While if I was in France or something, I probably could give my baby a little sip of wine and we wouldn't care. You know what this reminds me of? Um, Sin and I went to a a record release party a couple weeks ago, and apparently there was this underground band that was playing there that this was like the most reputable establishment they'd ever played, because most of the time they would play in modern... 
what are they called? Speakeasies. And they actually exist now because of these laws that ban smoking in bars and ban mommies. Now, all the smokers and the mommies and the weed smokers and the people who want to drink absinthe and other quasi-legal substances, they go to speakeasies and underground bars, and they oh. do all this stuff illegally because the regular bars no longer support it. Oh, wow. okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so now we've, it's taking us back to the 1960s or something. I need to get a little, a little black, tight outfit and... A little hat. Didn't they have little hats? What's the, was like it the fedora? flappers or the... Yeah. yeah. No, not the 19- flappers. <laughs> flappers. <laughs> well, that's when Prohibition was in the 20s or in the no, 30s, no, right? No, no, I meant you were, you were saying the beatniks. So I was thinking like, you know, like the... Like the, the yeah, I was thinking more like the people that... <laughs> woman. Yes. That's Whoa, man. Whoa, man. That's what I was talking about. That's what I thought you were talking about. Mm-hmm. No, it's like prohibition era stuff. Oh, like bootleggers and speakeasies and mm. and uh, I don't really have. I can't. Yes, here we go. Uh, drinking and driving. The bartender can no longer. Anyway, just you know, and I mean, part of the issue obviously is that I get I have an issue in North America when where someone confronts me like that. You know, it just makes me really feel really uncomfortable. But it was it's just very stupid. I mean. Wh- I'm not going to stroll my child down the two stairs, stand behind the gold bar, and say, can you give me a drink, please? Yep. This is my objection to Stop trying to, to turn your daughter loss. into an alcoholic, please. <laughs> stop. No, stop. In stop. North America, when a lawsuit is filed against a bar or restaurant and over-service is the claim, the bartender or service will be personally liable also. You can be held personally responsible. And yeah, what but state? how often what is over-service the it claim? It says in North America. Oh, in, in the state of North America. No, in North America. That's, and there's no way that can be a consistent statement across three it's different countries. In, it's NAFTA. It was the subtext <laughs> of NAFTA. NAFTA. It was from British Columbia to Mexico City. You <laughs> drink, you. you drive, you serve, you jail. Move it's all like, your industry to Mexico and hold bartenders liable. Okay, thanks, bye. And I'm proud to be <laughs> North American, where at least... I know I'm drunk. Excuse me, sir. Are you the bartender here? Yeah, I'm from the uh, the Continental Commission on Bars. We heard you served someone too much. What? Okay. Okay, Ceso. I'm sorry. You don't speak English. <laughs> You're leaving Quebec right now, sir. We won't allow this anymore. Well, we have to call this uh, quits before our video runs out. We want to thank uh, Cindy. Uh, Cindy, you should turn the camera around so we can see. Do like, you know, hey, yeah, like this. This is Cindy. Hey, our big fan. This is Cindy right now. You can do it. You can do it. Oh, the come on, the that's you. The you. Come on. The lens. Must do it. Stay. Yeah. There we go. We want to thank Cindy for uh, recording this. We want to thank all of you guys for listening and or watching. And please continue to uh, check in with us, recommend the show, go to the website and all that cool stuff. Even though you know what we look like. Even though you know what we would look like and where we are. And uh, until next time, uh, hello to everybody. Glad, sorry, you guys are going to be leaving again soon, but it was good to see you guys. And uh, Story, glad that you've entered the East Coast and uh, joined the rest of the cool people. Hopefully we'll get these two to actually follow suit soon. And uh, as always, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We don't have to speak. We're on camera. We can wave. Great. Nice dismount. <laughs> can we have a prayer? Can we have a prayer? Universal Life Church doctor? No, I'm, I'm not a minister. I'm a doctor. I oh, don't okay. specialize. All right, fine. May you well, live, live long and prosper. <laughs> you're still a minister. You didn't, like, lose your... Eat lots of vitamin B Proud and get to sleep. Be immortal. Don't have you heard? Have you heard that like supposedly vitamin B is a good insect repellent? Like, supposedly they don't like vitamin B. They prey on the sick and the weak. The, the vitamin B non immortal. No, vitamin B affects like the level of Much blood like sugar. The, uh, pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> Ooh. The Universal Life Church. Propaganda. <laughs>
The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid London cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu plants. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Just another day away.